0: Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie Ufdown. So happy to be here with you today. We continue our Enneas Summer 2019 series today with our sweet friends, Nick and Marissa, our Enneagram 3s. The music you're hearing in the background, just a reminder, this is the instrumental from the Enneagram 3 song by Ryan O'Neill, also known as Sleeping At Last. If you haven't checked his stuff out, you've got to do it. And particularly, make sure you listen to the song with the lyrics and go and read the lyrics. They are so moving. And really, uh, for those of you who we've been friends for a while, you know that I had some painful experiences with some male threes that made uh, it hard for me. And Ryan's song and how he talked about threes really started me toward a journey of um, Healthier Living with Threes. And so I really encourage you to listen to this song and um, get all of his stuff. Our threes on the show today, Nick and Marissa, are two of my very favorites. Here's the thing. When you want to talk to a three, you want to talk to a three who is willing to show up honest and true and strong, not just strong. And I think you're going to love that about Nick and Marissa. So as we've said from the beginning, my hope and prayer around this series is that that Matthew 22 would really come to life where Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So my hope is if you are a three, this will help you to love God and yourself more, have more grace with yourself. And if you love a three like I do, if you have threes in your life that you care for, that this will help you to love them better as well. And so first, we will have Beth McCord here telling us a little bit about Uh, kind of an overview of threes. And then we'll have Nick and Marissa. All right, friends, we are ready to talk about the Enneagram threes. And our friend Beth McCord is back with us. Thanks for doing this, Beth. I love her. You're so great. If y'all aren't following her on Instagram, your Enneagram coach, and then her website, your Enneagram has so many resources where you can learn more, deep dive, and get ready for the books that are coming out this fall. Your new book, Becoming Us, and then a book for each Enneagram type as well. Yes. So from two
1: different publishers, but yeah, in 2019... We're going to have 10 books coming yeah, out. Yeah, that's very normal. So very get normal. Ready. That's
0: how we all do. Um, okay. Speaking of
1: who does that kind of work, let's talk about threes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? <laughs> I tapped into my three. Yeah, for sure you did. Um, give us kind of an overview on threes. Yeah. So we've been talking about the core motivations behind each type. So the core fear of the three is that they fear being unsuccessful, a failure, incompetent, unadmirable, incompetent, worthless, so what they desire is to be admired, mm-hmm. respected, to have high value and regard to be worthwhile and successful at all things. So second place is losing to mm-hmm. them. If you ain't first, you're last. Yes. what Ricky Bobby says. And so for them, the core weakness or the passion is uh, deceit. Now, this is that they mm-hmm. deceive themselves into believing that they're only the image they present to others. Right. So they're constantly having to check off the list of either goals or to-do lists. Mm-hmm. And that feels really good to them. And it's absolutely horrible if they don't. So um if they set goals, they only set goals that they know that they can achieve and they're going to achieve it because they're fear of of not. So think about them as like my husband was a place kicker in college and there's the saying, You're as good as your last kick. Mm-hmm. For them, it's you're as good as your last success. Okay. So if always. I have always, I mean all day. I mean, like if I have a list of ten things I need to do that day, oh great, check that one off. Yes. A little like ding. Yeah. But then okay, got to to the next thing. And so they don't even take time to relish in the successes that they have because they have to go to that next thing. So that's really hard. So what they'll do is they have a kind of a superpower too, where they come into a room and they can gauge the room really well. Like what would be successful here? What would mm. be admirable? What you know, does everybody want from me? What does everybody want? Yeah, that's And they can shapeshift instantly um, and talk about things that Probably they're really not that skilled at. Yeah. But they can kind of embellish the truth and just kind of go with the flow to seem admirable. Now, they really do a lot of things well. So they are (laughs) very admirable people. But what you got to understand underneath that surface is a real deep fear of being seen or exposed for something less than the successful image. So they're always striving. And I have a lot of threes that will come to me for coaching and say, Beth, I just want to learn how to exhale. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to do that. And I don't even know who I am, what Mm -hmm. my feelings are. And so that's a really uh, big pain point for them. Mm -hmm. Now, what they long for is to hear you are loved for simply being you. You don't have to earn it or achieve it or perform for it. And that's really what Christ offers us, right? Like he did it all for us. His accomplishments are our accomplishments. And so threes can literally rest in his care like a sheep would to a shepherd just in his arms. Mm-hmm. But that's a really hard place for threes to go, but totally possible. I see it all right, the time. Right. And when they do, they are still excelling. Yeah. They're, they're un- unstoppable. They're unstoppable. Yeah. But it's at this peaceful, restful, right. gentle heart, yeah. but that is just killing it. So yeah. it's just really am- amazing thing. And you know, I used to, you and I talked about this a
0: lot. I used to really struggle with male threes. Yes. I know and you said that. God has brought some really great male threes in my life in the last year and a half. Literally, to go like, look at a healthy version. Yeah. Like, look at, and it has been so life giving because they are so like they just get it all done, and yeah. it's so fun to be around. Yes, when they're healthy, and we're on the same team.
1: Well, and that's what I, I would probably say just for anyone that's listening. Is people will say like, especially we're coming out with a marriage book. Well, which type should I avoid, or which mm-hmm. ta- type should I marry? I'm like, it's not the type; it's how healthy. Average or unhealthy they are, mm. and we call it being aligned, misaligned, or out of alignment with the gospel. When we know who we are and whose we are, we are soaring. Yeah, and it is beautiful. I don't care what, what type number you are. you are. Yeah, that's right. But when we're not doing well, <laughs> yeah. we're all
0: the worst. <laughs> that's right. We are all the worst. That's brilliant. So anyway, so yeah, so I'm glad, glad that, that you're seeing the, the yeah, healthy I'm threes. Them.
1: What? Yeah. Tell me what the gift is that threes offer the world. Oh man, just the amazing ability to one shapeshift, and that is a gift. Like. And to excel at anything, like they will adapt and they'll see something that needs to happen and they'll be able to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll uh, break it down into bite-sized goals. They'll have mission statements. I mean, precision, detail, um, but then a lot of fun too. Like mm-hmm. when they get to being really healthy, they yeah. bring a fun to this accomplishment. Um, and so what you, what you might hear from the two that, two that you have on your show yeah. is – You might hear a little bit about themselves or playing off of each other's accomplishments. There might be even some competition going on behind the scenes, like Uh you may not even see (laughs) or hear, but there might be some competition of like, who's saying the best answer and are they killing it? And then, or oh man, I forgot to say this one thing or I didn't say that right. I hope I'm not exposed. So there's going to be a lot of that kind of interplay depending on how you know they're doing in yeah. the in the moment. But you won't probably hear it because that's the whole point. That's their goal. That's their Shape goal. Shape-shifting for me. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's listen to it. Here
0: is my conversation with our Enneagram 3s, Marissa and Nick. Nick and Marissa, let Hello. me tell you the first thing and then I'll let y'all get to know each other. <laughs> So far, we've recorded over half the shows. Only the threes and the ones got here early. No one else got here early. We are starting 10 minutes before you had to be here. Are y'all early everywhere? Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. If you're on time, you're late. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Exactly, and mm-hmm. if I'm earliest, I get to pick my seat first.
2: Ooh! Oh! Yes. Wow! Mm-hmm. Okay. A Lot
3: of dysfunction here.
0: Lot of <laughs> <it>. <laughs> get out of here! That's not true. Okay, uh, first tell. Now you can get to know each okay. other. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Marissa, tell us, and we're we're only doing first names. Tell okay. us your name, what you do, and um, that'll be good. You can say wife, mom stuff too. So everybody kind of puts you in yeah in as many boxes as possible. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: So I work for Able, um, formerly known as Fashionable. Um, I'm on the marketing team there. So yeah, now I get to focus mostly on our messaging and branding and working with our influencers and all that kind of stuff. So that's um, how I fill my days. But then I also am married to Jeff, who is a songwriter in town. And we have two sweet little boys, Clay and Charlie. Clay just turned three and Charlie is five months today.
3: Come on.
2: How, what number is Jeff? He's a four wing three. A
0: four, that's right. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And do you think you wing two. Two. I'll just say out loud to people real quick. People are asking a lot of questions about wings. And we're mm-hmm. gonna do a QA episode at the end of all this, but um also your wings are the ones they have to touch your number. So you right. either a three and you wing to four or two because they it's just like a bird. The body mm-hmm. is the main, but the wings are touching. Mm-hmm. So you either and so you wing to a two mm-hmm. and Jeff, your husband, wings four to a three.
2: Yeah, like which is actually nice because I think we can understand the threeness. Threenessness? Yeah. (laughs) And you
0: used to think you were a one.
2: Other friends thought I was one. (laughs) Oh, really? You never did. I, I well, did. We can get into one. this, but I had a lot of identity crisis around the Enneagram for a while. Mm-hmm. So oh, I don't know when you want to start. Okay, let's us hold on that. that. Nick, tell
0: yeah. us about yourself.
3: Uh, my name is Nick, and uh, I'm a teaching. I'm the teaching pastor at New Vision Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, and uh, I am married to an amazing woman named Laura. Um, we've been married for almost 14 years. She's nice. put up with this for 14 years, <laughs> and we have three amazing babies: uh, Ava, who is 10; Jackson, who is 9; and then Nash, who is 4. And then we got a new Labradoodle that is <laughs> my wife keeps telling me he's our fourth child. I yeah. haven't I haven't given in yet. No. Haven't given in yet, but
0: And she's a two, Laura. She
3: is a two. Okay. She is a nurturer. She will sometimes sacrifice herself to take care of others. Mm-hmm. That is her. Mm-hmm. All all yeah. of it. Yeah. And so yeah.
0: Marissa and I have been friends since before I moved to Nashville. She mm-hmm. was my very first friend here. Nick, you and I have been friends through three different churches. And me having multiple (laughs) jobs too, but I loved it. You worked in Hendersonville Mm -hmm. and then we you went to a church in Texas. Yes, and there you are that we both love and love the people there. And now you're back here. Here,
3: here we are. Yeah,
0: I love it. Okay, so let's yeah, let's talk about how you figured out your number and why. I mean, one of the one of the cool things about y'all getting to record after we've released some shows mm-hmm. is I'm seeing what people are wondering, what people are mm-hmm. talking about around the shows. Mm-hmm. So tell me why you wanted to figure out your number and and how you did it. You do, Go first, Marissa, because it was a journey.
2: Yeah. So I'm one of those people when something gets really hyped and becoming a thing, I, I tend to You're be out. like, yeah, yeah, why do people care about this so much? <laughs> Ugh. Um, but i also was super curious and wanted to, you know, have the answer when people would ask, oh, what Enneagram number are you? Um, And a lot of my friends were typing me as certain things. Sorry. (laughs) And then, you know, the test, which there's lots of mixed opinions about, I was getting multiple answers on and really had this identity crisis of, you know, I don't know what number I am. I'm just not going to care about it. It was probably a self-protection thing that I just didn't want to know and go there. Sure. But really what helped me go through is my small group through our church actually decided to do um, a little break from our curriculum and do The Red Back to You as, oh, a, okay. as a group study. Yeah, And so it was really digging into that because the tests, again, just getting multiple answers. So it was actually really reading the book and digging into it. And taking some weeks to process. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And seeing, like Suzanne talked about the motivation. Like that's really where it came through for me was realizing how am I motivated and especially the one versus three, one's really wanting to be perfect as far as like morality and righteousness, but three is really more about the ambition and like what other people think yeah. and kind of really caring about that. I really um, was able to find the differentiator between those two. Um, yeah. And then twos was coming up a lot, but realizing, oh, I can have this two wing. So there's mm-hmm. some tuness there. So, really reading and digging into it helped and having other people talk about it with me and see, oh, I see that in you, that's true in you, mm-hmm. and all that was really helpful.
0: Yeah. Nick, mm-hmm. how did you figure out you were three and why? Uh, I
3: have a friend in Texas, Ross, yeah, yeah, who, yeah, is, who is all about the Enneagram. And I was like, man, what? I don't no, I don't need another yeah. so, th- something to tell me what I am. Yeah. And so he's like, come on, you need to, you need to. And so um, he helped me take it because I probably would have not been truly honest because I want people to think something of me which reveals mm. even more of my three news yeah. um, and so we were talking about it and then when I found out what I was it was I didn't like it I didn't like something telling me and reading my mail because it was because I has never been that real before mm. and I know that sounds kind of weird but just you're kind of all your stuff is laid out there and mm. I was I felt very exposed like I don't like this, I don't like this and then listening to the sleeping at last song three oh. i didn't like it and i was like i don't like this song <laughs> and listening to his podcast are like i don't you know that i don't like this song yes. and so but
0: also it's the song in the background to today's show oh my <laughs> god <laughs> which is awesome but i get it i mean nobody nobody <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah nobody likes being that well, revealed no. Mm-mm. yeah yeah Mm-mm.
3: and i couldn't there was no defense either yeah like it it was so point it was so on point i was just like this really is, this explains a lot though. And Mm -hmm. once you kind of understand some of the background of why you do the things that you have felt have been so normal to you, you're like, oh, not all of that's healthy. Not all of that's good, and so before you can really change something, you have to be aware of it. And yeah, so right. it's been really helpful and freeing to me. Yeah. So.
0: We should probably save this for the end of the show, but I just can't get it off my mind. Mm-hmm. I would love for you, Nick, to pastor the threes who are listening for a second, <laughs> mm-hmm. only because I think of all my – I mean, I, I cry almost every show just mm-hmm. for y'all's warning. <laughs> um, I, of all my friends, the ones who I think suffer the most mm-hmm. spiritually might be threes mm-hmm. because they there is so much um, – fight to not give in to how much you are concerned about how you're perceived mm-hmm. and it just makes me it breaks my heart watching mm-hmm. threes i used to really dislike male threes mm-hmm. uh, because i had some really bad ones yeah um trick me not personally mm-hmm. but in a church yeah. way and yeah. a leadership way and mm-hmm. then a, a, and so would you just kind of pastor the threes the male and maybe yeah. female threes about like Here's me, what you need. Yeah, here's you go.
3: here here is the conversation the Holy Spirit has with me probably 12 times a day. Mm-hmm. And it's this: Nick, you are enough, mm-hmm. not because of what you do or the stage you are on, but because I've made you enough. Mm-hmm. And I can say that right now, and but I have to remind myself of that all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I have this tendency when I preach a good message, man, I'm like. I did it. Mm-hmm. I performed. I danced. I did everything I needed to do so people will affirm me and like me. And I feel like the Holy Spirit goes, Hey, Nick, you were enough before you walked on the stage mm. because I've made you enough. And so, Nick, if you're always trying to earn something, if you're always trying to get something, if you're always trying to be affirmed, the race will never be over.
4: Mm.
0: You'll never get to rest. No, you will never rest. That's it, my three friends. I feel like y'all don't get rest. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) And you know what's interesting? I didn't know I didn't get rest until I recognized that I'd never have rested, really. Like, I've had this conversation with my wife a couple times. I'm like, I'm so tired. And she's like, why? I was like, I I don't know. I mean, I I went to bed. But when you always feel like you're on, right? Mm -hmm. When you always are like, oh, time to perform. There are humans involved, right? It's time to... You can never, I never let myself just truly be. Yeah. I mean, that's another word. Like, Nick, you're just allowed to be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to always do. You don't always have to perform. You're allowed to be. Yeah. And um. And so I'm like, babe, I'm really tired. And then she'd be like, hmm, I wonder why that is. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't appreciate your face right now. Um. <laughs> And so, like, it's okay to be. You don't yeah. have to perform. You can take the mask off. You, yeah. There is yep. there is no golden sticker that you need to earn today. Yeah. And uh, that's hard. I mean, that goes against everything in my being that yeah. I want to do. But it's tiring. It's a tiring posture when you don't rest.
0: What do you hear from the Holy Spirit? Like, what what's your what do you need to hear from God as a three, Marissa?
2: Yeah, very similar. Um, and even adding in the concept of um, life's not a competition, hmm. um, I think I— tend to compare and compete in everything yeah. even things that aren't even connected to me personally but for work like I'll compare our company to other companies or mm. the past nonprofit, I would always be looking at the landscape and wanting to be the best because I'm associated with it so it has to be the best and fill in the blank anything in your life I just wanted to be the best and so just realizing that because we know that comparison is the thief of joy mm-hmm. um, and that if I can truly step back and realize that I don't have to compete and be the best, then I can really find joy, um, apart from that. And, and very similar to with the, the not doing and just being, um, yeah, it's hard, but when I let myself actually get there, it's really freeing.
0: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the work you've had to do to find rest for
2: Mm -hmm. yourself. Just having to be really intentional. Um, I have to schedule days, to rest. You know, yeah. I mean, which hello we're told to do yeah. that. Yeah, we're um, super serious yeah. about the 10 commandments of yeah. not murdering, but we aren't like
4: that
0: as serious about mm, the Sabbath. Sabbath but right. Yeah, yeah, but I'll I'll work real hard not to kill somebody, yeah. but Sabbath. Um,
2: and and figuring out what it is that brings me rest too. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't look the same for everybody, and especially I think as stages of life has changed over the last few years, um having to be even more intentional because Free time doesn't necessarily come as easy either. But, yeah, just, just being more intentional about what that looks mm. like because it just doesn't happen on its own anymore.
0: Mm. That makes sense. What about you, Nick? How, what's been the journey of getting healthy enough to find rest? <laughs> or are we on it? Uh, I, I, I
3: Real talk, I am on that journey. Yeah. I, I had someone ask me, so, Nick, what do you truly do to unplug and to rest? And it took me a minute. I was like, uh, um... I don't know. Yeah. And and that's really sad, right? I mean, in like I like chilling with my kids and playing with them, sure. but this is really twisted. Like, part of me is when I play with my kids, I'm a better dad, so I'm winning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and,
3: and you know, and then with my wife, I like Thank to go. Thank you on for day- saying that. You know I'm mean? sure there
0: are dads who <laughs> mm,
3: feel that. Like, oh, I can perform. I threw them in the pool, and I read them a bedtime story, and I checked everything off the box. So now I'm a good dad. I I yeah. I won today. Yeah. Even I'm going on dates with my wife, I need to be a good husband. Not sure. only be a good husband for me, but because people are watching me all the time. So I have to perform even in my marriage, right? Yeah. And And so it's just really, so what I do for rest, I like to go get shaves. You know, like, really? yeah, yeah, I'm bald and beautiful. Yeah. And so I will go <laughs> and get a hot towel shave on occasion. Like that's really relaxing. And the reason why is because I don't have to be on. Mm-hmm. I don't have to talk. I don't have to perform because the person typically shaving me doesn't want to talk to me. They just want to do their job and not talk. And it is so relieving, which sounds so weird to say out loud. But it's like I can go into this dark room, not have to say anything to anybody and just sit there and be still. Like, that is so restful to me.
2: Yeah, That's a massage for me, too. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Because, see, getting my hair cut as a girl, we still got to talk. It's a a whole social thing. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's right. My hairdresser knows more than anybody should know
0: about (laughs) our friend Yeah. But a massage, I mean, you don't talk. Mm -mm. Yeah. What can I do? What can another number, another person that's not a three, what do you need from us to help with this? I feel like of Mm. all the types I want to help, I want to help threes if I can. I mean, Mm. that sounds... I'm not that powerful, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. what what do you need from your people to help you be the healthiest version of you? Mm.
3: I think one of the things for me is in Laura, my wife does this really well. She doesn't have an expectation of what I should be like. Mm. And she's even apologized to me because I'll be like normal, just kind of chill and she'll be like, Are you feeling okay? Because yeah. you're you're not being funny, you're not filling up the room and yeah. and she and she's apologized to me. She's like, you know what? I'm sorry. You're right. allowed to just sit and be and not have to be the center of attention. And so giving me permission to not be on. yeah Just mm-hmm. give me permission to be me, like mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I'm no less me when I'm quiet and still than when I'm on a stage performing or preaching or whatever. Mm. I think just having permission just to not have to be the person who's the loudest or who's the funniest or who, you know, whatever, and just being like, Nick, you just be a part of the crowd today. Uh-huh, like, yeah. that is, that's what I need my people to remind me of. It's like, Nick, you don't have to be anything You're but not you. are
0: here. Mm-mm. Yeah, you just so, be. Yeah, what, Marissa, yeah. what about for you?
2: Very same. Um, But also, I think I do still want to feel appreciated mm-hmm. and, and valued and seen, you know, and, and because I don't want that to, I don't want to be looking for that, Outside of just my people, you yeah. know, I, I think it means a lot to me when Jeff can really see that and, and say that to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, going that deeper level mm-hmm. and and knowing that it's more than just what I'm doing. It's it's more about who I am mm-hmm. and really valuing me in that way, for sure. And just letting me the, know that I don't have to be the best and yeah. I don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really big. Mm-hmm. What are you most proud of? I mean,
0: threes offer us so much. Threes are so... Mm-hmm. Um, run the world in so many Mm. ways. What are you most proud of being a three?
3: That the Lord has allowed me to have a little woo. And Uh what I mean by that is I feel like the Lord has positioned me to speak to all worlds. And what I mean that being an African American, like as a kid or even a teenager, let me say it this way. I always felt like, was I black enough or was I too black? Depending Mm -hmm. on what circles I ran in, which Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But there was this thing in me that I'm like, is something wrong with me? Like I feel like I don't fit into any world. Mm. Like I have my friends over here who are telling me that I'm not being black enough. Then I have my friends over here that go, "Hey Nick, that might, that was a little too I don't know what to do with that culturally like mm. who's Tupac?" right? And so <laughs> you have this like weird spot you fit in, but how I've seen what the Lord has not just done just in my life, but also with my wife because she is peachy as the day is, you know what I mean? Yeah. She just, and so we have these beautiful mochaccino babies. And so <laughs> like that's even true in my own life. And so what I've seen the Lord be able to do just the way he has made me is to be able to talk to all people pretty yes. much in all walks of life, yeah. which I used to not like that. I used to be like, God, why did you make like, why am I this weird guy who wants friends that look different and, and act different and, and like, why would you do that? But the Lord has reminded me in this process and Nick, I have leveraged you to do something that not everybody can do. Yeah. And that has been freeing. Like yeah. that's a really freeing. And so I'm really proud of that, that I can talk to a room of people who look at me and see my color first and already come to a conclusion. And I can talk to a room of people who look at me and go, oh, you're going to be this way. And then the Lord is able to use me in a way that it's just surpasses what they even thought yeah. was going to happen. And yeah. it, it's a bit of a curveball. And I don't like that. I like yeah. that you can't put me in a box. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so I just feel like the Lord has really used that in a big, big way. So yeah. I'm really proud of that.
0: I like that. Marissa, what do you love about being a three? About how are you proud of that?
2: Yeah, same idea. Mm. Just being a networker and a connector. I love being able to um, be that person that can introduce friends. And mm. um, Annie and I talked about just the joy of having friends from multiple Points of life, being in the same room, like that's yeah. one of my favorite things, and just knowing that I'm the person who can help someone feel really welcome and comfortable and connected, mm-hmm. and um, and also really seeing in people um, their gifts and their values mm-hmm. and being able to point that out and speak mm-hmm. it out. I feel like I can pretty quickly kind of gather who who people are and mm-hmm. and um, and how to both connect them and encourage and empower yeah. them. I mean,
0: I know you know I've said this to your face before, but I don't know that I would have friends in Nashville if you and Jason, who's on our Enneagram 9 show, mm. if you and Jason wouldn't have shared your friends with me, mm. with abandon, with no insecurity, with no mm. like, uh-oh, if Annie's friends with my friends, then this. It was always <laughs> like, no, 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 Annie, Annie, you can be friends with all my friends. Mm. And and so, so, I know you know that, but That's you cool. are so great at that. That's and really it, cool. ch- it absolutely changed my life, the way you and um, Jason shared your people with me. Mm. That is true of you. Okay, here's a question. Nothing is worse than when I feel blank.
2: I mean, I think it's when I fail, um, mm. I or, or if I'm seen as incompetent. I, I was remembering early on in dating, um, I was driving and pulling into a parking spot, and Jeff was like, um, you might want to uh, just back out and do that again. And I was like, <gasps> excuse me? <laughs> Are you saying I can't park? <laughs> and his whole thing was like, Marissa, you're good at everything. You cannot mm. be good at parking. Yeah. I was like, no. Mm. <laughs> I'm good mm-hmm. at everything. Um, but it, it's it's so funny, just those little things that mm. should not matter if I am seen as incompetent at something mm. or not the best of something. it's And I see that at work If and I ever get feedback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I have to really mm-hmm. pause and ask the Lord to help me receive it mm-hmm. and know that this is not about who I am. This is mm. about bettering what i do and yeah it's just it's hard for me to hear that i'm not Mm. great yeah gosh (laughs) you're great don't worry oh
3: i I get you girl i get you (laughs) like you're almost surprised when people tell you you didn't do something perfectly you're like what yeah what what did you just say to me
2: surely you didn't see that yeah fix your face okay right
3: right
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) um nick what about you nothing's worse than when you feel what
3: not seen
4: Really, not, not seen. seen.
3: Yeah, but also not known.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean,
3: I put a lot of walls up so people can only see what I want them to see. Uh, but also, I hate the feeling of not being known. Right. Right. And also, people assuming that I'm always okay because yeah. hey, that's I'm what Nick, I'm in the room. Yeah. Um. And so, not being seen and not being known, I think, yeah. are things that are really, really are hard for me.
0: That seems to be my experience with threes in general. Is that Um, there is a side of you that you only let your very best friend see, and that Mm -hmm. terrifies you Mm -hmm. more than maybe some other numbers. Does that Mm -hmm. feel true for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well,
3: even with my wife, she's supposed to be the closest person to me, and there are times where I have realized that I haven't even let her fully. Like, I told her something a couple of weeks ago that I had never told her before, Yeah. and I was just like, and it was really scary. I was like, hey, I'm going to show you, like, a dark side of me, and I hope you will still love me, you know, and her being a nurturer is like, oh, I love you. I always have, you know, right, but, right, right. um, but yeah, it's, ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, I don't, mm-mm, that's, that's not, don't love that at all.
0: Yeah. Marissa and I have been in the same friend group for so long. I feel like I've, I see who you let in and who you don't Sure. like, cause in a big group, I'm like, oh, Marissa is, I've always feel honored. When I see the version that I get, mm, mm-hmm. because I think, oh, she really mm-hmm. lets me in, because mm-hmm. I can see in a big group when you are
2: the strong one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that on purpose? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, just being vulnerable—you know—you have to protect who you're vulnerable and open, and mm-hmm. yeah, who you let see that you're not yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but you're the best <laughs> um, How has your enneagram number affected your spiritual life?
3: In a big way. I think it's really just been like a light shown on some dark things, maybe. And so it has helped me see. That I don't have to earn something that is freely given. Mm. Right. And I didn't even realize I was operating with God in that way or operating with Jesus in that way of um, and it's really twisted. Like I would sin or fall short and I would think, no, you're probably not gonna use me, Jesus, because I oh, blew it. I don't get the I don't get the gold medal because I didn't live up to what you called me to do. Yeah. And so just recognizing those things, recognizing my being, recognizing how I normally run, going wait, Nick, this has never been based on you. It has yeah. never been based on your performance. While yet you were still a sinner, I died for you. And so that kind of means that before you brought anything to the table, I brought my love to you. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that has been a constant theme for me. And so mm-hmm. spiritually, it's allowed me to drink more full of grace, I think.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's rain, by the way, just for, mm. so you don't get freaked out. That's mm. That a new sound <laughs> is rain. So maybe something those of us who like pray for and think toward our three friends and people that we love is just praying that y'all feel the grace of Mm -hmm. Jesus Mm -hmm. in your life. What about you, Maris? How has it affected your spiritual life?
2: Definitely that. And I would say just the value of silence and really knowing that that's where, um, between you and God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, just in life, but that would lead to (laughs) time with the Lord. And just carving that out and, um, again, being intentional. I think the rest and the silence kind of go hand in hand, um, that that's where I'm going to really hear from him and let all the outside noise, both good and bad, fall away. Um, So I think that valuing that and really trying, again, be intentional to find time to be quiet and silent and also prioritizing gratitude and really stepping Mm. back and, reminding myself what I'm grateful for and trying to practice that more. I wanna start a gratitude journal, I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I've heard from other friends that I feel like are similarly wired that that's been really helpful. Yeah, just mm-hmm. to be able to pull back and mm-hmm. not be worried so much about what everyone else is yeah. thinking or doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
0: had a conversation this morning with a pastor friend about a younger male three.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was about gratitude, about how mm-hmm. to teach him how to be grateful it seems, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. it, it is not that he is not grateful, it's that he is already moving to the next thing he wants mm-hmm. to get. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, because once you get one gold star, it makes you want another. Yeah. Right? And so it's also... So like, before
0: you thank the people for the gold star, you're yeah, already like, you're let's like, keep going. Right,
3: that's great. I yeah. mean, let's add to this, right? Yeah. Because they still have one more than I do. And so, <laughs> that's and good so, enough. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't pause long enough to enjoy it and be thankful and grateful for the yeah. thing that you have gotten. And the other kind of hard part of that is somewhere in your head, you think that you had more to do with that than probably mm. you did. Mm. Right? I mean, it's this, of course I got a gold star. Do you not know did, who I am? <laughs> did you do not you, see me perform? Did you not know how great I was? And <laughs> um, and so that's part of it too. Is yeah. Sometimes you give yourself more credit than you probably should.
0: Yeah. Are y'all fans of counseling? <laughs>
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> Everyone started laughing immediately.
3: Well, yeah. I'm i to let Marissa lead on this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I haven't done it in the last, not since I've been on my Enneagram journey. Oh. Um, but it actually was really influential for Jeff. He was sitting, again, we weren't super familiar with it. He was sitting in a counseling appointment and his counselor read off, hey, let me just read something to you. And it was reading who the floor is. And he was like, yes, that all the time, me. Yeah. <laughs> um. And without, you know, any tests or books or anything, it was really helpful for him. But um, and we've talked about going together again, I think would be really helpful for us. I did some intense counseling years back, um, but um, haven't done it in the last recent years, but super fan of it. And yeah. would love to prioritize that again. Yeah. In different seasons. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: you have two very small children and a, and a job and a husband. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Oh Yeah. What yeah. about y'all? What about you, Nick?
3: Um, yes. Counseling. You laughed um, heartily. Laugh. I did. I did. Only because this is just something is one of those things where I've had to die to myself with, because in counseling, what you're saying is that you recognize that you need some help, mm. which is hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. Me and my wife went to marriage counseling early on in our relationship and
0: Before you were married or once you'd been married?
3: Once we were married. And uh, my mom had just passed away. My younger brother came to live with us after we had been married for two months. And it was just a hot mess. How old old was he when he moved in with you? Uh, He was 13.
2: Wow. And so you had
3: a 22-year-old, a 24-year-old raising a 13-year-old. And it was just, it was a hot mess, um, to say the least. And so...
0: Were y'all in Tennessee then?
3: Uh, we were in Georgia. Oh, you are we still, still in Georgia. In Georgia. Okay. And uh, I remember the first day we were walking up to the counselor's office, and it said psychological services on it. And I was like, what are we doing
0: here? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't need this. I yeah, don't need this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I kept
3: going, are we crazy? And she kept going, well, you are. And I was like, well, <laughs> that's fitting. But it's just because you're not, it's exposing something that, you're not great at. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we did. And we walked with that counselor for a year. And me, I'm like, so when do we get out? When do we get out? When Mm -hmm. do we get out? Is this faster than most couples? Is this right? Because I'm (laughs) still making it this competition. And my wife has engaged more in the counseling than I have um, because she's just more open to it and she's more Mm -hmm. willing. But here in the next couple of weeks, I'm about to go on a journey that is going to really, I'm going to dive in deep to that. And uh, why? Because I need to. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I need to. You know, sometimes when you're having conversations with people and you say something to them and they go, mm, ah, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know if that's normal. And you're like, what? And <laughs> you're like, now everyone thinks that, and they're like, no. And I was sitting with Ross at a conference when yeah. this really started to kind of get churned up. And I was telling him something, and he was just like, um, you need to tell your wife. And then yeah. you, and then my wife is like, hey, babe, you need to go talk to somebody. And so. Yeah. I'm at a point that I'm willing to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think for so long, I felt like I had to fake something. I had to fake health. Um, Mm. But I'm at a point in my life where I really don't want to have to fake anything. I'm just tired. I'm tired of faking stuff. I'm tired of not dealing with emotions because they get in the way of me performing. Like, I'm just kind of over it. And so... Mm. I'm about to engage fully into that. And it's one of those things, I'm looking forward to it while not looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm just That's look- how I felt before I went to on-site. Yeah. I was like, I know this is right. Don't yeah. want to do it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> like I know
3: all the steps, but yeah. so uh, I've been more open than I've ever been with it. And it's yeah. necessary. It's like yeah. an old change for a car. Like right. no one talks about you changing the old on your car, but if you go in and admit that hey, I just need a checkup. I just need to make sure I have right thinking. That's I right. need to make sure I have right filters. I need to make sure that I'm processing things correctly. That's right. Then people look at you sideways, and you're like, you should go too. Don't yeah. look at me sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should go yeah. and just talk to someone, an outside person who just is wise and can help lead you on the path that leads to full health. So
0: We talk about that a good bit on the show because we're so quick to pay for a trainer Mm -hmm. if we have a desire to get physically Mm -hmm. healthy. We show up at church and we have Mm -hmm. mentors. We buy books because we want to get spiritually Mm -hmm. healthy, but we are hesitant to invest in our mental health Mm -hmm. when really God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, Mm -hmm. mind, Mm -hmm. and strength, right? Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Tell me what people who are... In a partnership with a three, either a marriage, mm. dating, or even work partnership with a three, mm. what do you need from an up close partner that helps you be healthy?
3: <laughs> honesty. Okay. Honesty. And here's the thing that I think people need to know I might not receive that honesty well initially. <laughs> like, I just.
4: Yeah, on first blush, yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna like, like it.
3: Like, when you tell me yes, that, like, yes. hey,
2: you're like, what not do we perfect- want to hear yeah. or what do we need to hear? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
3: exactly. And yeah. I, need, I need you to be honest, but also be aware yeah. that it's going to take me a minute to fully receive that honesty, yeah. but that's okay.
0: Do you need it couched in kind? Like sevens, mm-hmm. it, we, they joke that it's a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Gives, mm-hmm. Give a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. Say the hard thing. Give mm-hmm. a huge compliment on your way out.
3: I think I can digest that better. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. And so I would just say, be honest, though.
2: Yeah. And for me, I would say, if you have something hard to say, doing it more. In a one-on-one, I think mm. where it's worse um. is if I'm humiliated Ooh. in front of a group. Oh, okay. um, that's where it feels like really hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and mm. Barrett actually did that for me the other day. He mm. pulled me yeah. in his office. He's like, "Hey, I want to tell you something." Instead of saying it in front of the whole marketing team, and yeah. I appreciated that so much because I would have felt so sure. like I wasn't, you know, living up to everyone. I mean, that's probably good that everyone else would see that I'm failing, yeah. but at the same time, I think just really appreciated him. Being honest with me, one on one versus, mm. yeah, kind of blasting okay. in front preach of one on
3: one, because the flesh will come out. Mm-hmm. Like I've been in situations where I'm like, I don't know where that just came from, <laughs> but you just like poke the bear in front of everybody, and I'm, and it's, it doesn't make it right. It Doesn't mm-hmm. make it right. But my posture in front of a group, as opposed to my posture one on one, is totally different. Yeah. Totally different. The seed can take root when we're one on one; it cannot. Fully when Mm -hmm. we're, if you're going to do that in front of people, so.
0: And it sounds to me like the love from a non three to a three is believing that y'all are doing the work to receive the truth and Mm -hmm. we get to give it to you as easily as possible. Mm -hmm. Like there's Mm -hmm. no reason Mm. For anyone listening that loves a three, Mm. now we know there's no reason to publicly bring things up Mm. if we can do it privately. And actually, Scripture says Mm. private first, right? Right. Scripture says (laughs) one-on-one, two-on-one, then Mm. group, right? Or three-on-one. You're the pastor here, Mm. not me. But but if we're going to go scripturally, Mm. too, that also is kindness to threes, to... Mm. And and that's my big goal is that people will that these shows will lead people toward the greatest commandment that yeah. they love God more and others as themselves you mm, know like come on. all three get hit because of these shows and yeah. so yeah. as we love our threes mm. and if you're in conflict with them make it one on one and couch it with some kindness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't know anybody who doesn't want to couch it kindness right. exactly. so maybe <laughs> eights eights are like give it to if me. you yeah, yeah if you love me you yell in my face and everybody else is like no <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with our Enneagram 3s to tell you a little bit about our friends at Samaritan Ministries. With healthcare prices the way they are, everyone needs a way to pay for healthcare. Health insurance is the solution we're used to, but is it the best one? There is another way. And for the last 25 years, members of Samaritan Ministries have been helping each other with healthcare costs without any help from insurance, and it works. As a member myself, I send my monthly payment directly to another person with a medical need. You see, I get a notification that tells me who to send it to each month, and I have to remember to check that email (laughs) because then I get to send my payment each month and get to pray for their specific prayer requests that they mention. And then if I have time or if I want to, I can send an encouraging note along with the money to help them pay for their medical bills. And when I have my own medical needs, as I've mentioned before on the show that I've been dealing with migraines the first couple of months of 2019 and working with a doctor to figure out how to treat them, members will reach out to me in the same way. This process works, y'all, and it's been working for 25 years. Now, members are sharing over $29 million each month in medical costs. Again, this is all without insurance. So it is crazy affordable. Cost range from about $100 to $495 a month, depending on your age. Your household size and the membership option you choose. You can learn more and sign up at SamaritanMinistries dot org forward slash that sounds fun. Remember that SamaritanMinistries dot forward slash that sounds fun. Now back to my conversation with Nick and Marissa. Tell me what you wish people knew about you. You don't. You can say Threeness or you can say Marissa and Nickness. What do you wish people knew about you that we don't?
2: maybe that it that it is exhausting trying to always be who i think everyone wants me to be and that mm. yeah and i think giving me permission to just like you said like put the mask down and just be me i think i think a lot of times people see threes and think it's effortless and that yes. um <laughs> mm. you know it just comes so easy we're just putting it all out there but um but the reality is that it can be really exhausting to always try to be on and trying to meet everybody where they're at. And yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah, I
3: was having a conversation with Laura and uh, she said, I just want you to know that I have withheld affirming you and preaching and all the things, because I thought it would lead to you being more prideful. Mm. And um, I looked at her and she said, but I'm recognizing that that doesn't lead to you being more prideful, at least to you, just really being encouraged. And she said, I didn't think that you needed encouragement. Like, I thought that you were more than enough in and of yourself to encourage. I mean, I thought
0: you were your own biggest fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And
3: uh, and like that kind of stung. But like the truth of the matter is we give off a vibe of confidence Mm, that is beyond. And we always seem to have it together or have the answer before you have the question. Yeah. Um, but the truth of the matter is, we're probably as insecure, maybe even sometimes more so than everybody else. Yeah. And and so I know there are times where you're like, I don't want to give them a compliment because they're just going to go to their head. Like We need that encouragement and affirmation that we're mm-hmm. walking yeah. and doing well with what we've been entrusted with, just like everybody else. Yeah. Even though sometimes we give off this vibe of, I don't need anybody, I'm fully confident, you don't have to tell me that. But the truth of the matter is, like when my wife affirms me after I preach and say, "Babe, that was a really good word." That means more to me than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's not that the people, the notes, or the affirmations at church. I mean, that's great. But someone who knows me, mm-hmm. going, "Hey, I see you. I affirm you in your walk and your calling." That means more than anything else. And so, mm-hmm. just it's okay to encourage a three. There hopefully yeah. won't become a pride monster. But yeah, yeah, because I think if you
2: don't, then we're gonna create this internal monologue. And work harder, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it helps. Waiting on those up close people to say, yeah. good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And then we'll take up more space mm-hmm. because apparently I didn't take up enough space. And so I need to take up more so that I'll get affirmation that mm-hmm. I'm enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twisted, I know. And but. especially with That's my two wing,
2: mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I think I have this martyrdom also that I'm, you know, gonna do all my performing but also really try to meet other people's needs too and mm-hmm. yeah. both those together if i'm not being affirmed in that at all then i'm going to yeah. either blow up or burn out or both and mm. yeah mm-hmm. have you felt
0: that have you felt a blow up and burnout mm-hmm. in life yeah mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah when when that happens mm. what's your next move
2: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean it, it it usually happens with those closest to me in most recent years jeff for sure I mean, it just takes a good kind of stepping back and and reassessing, you know, where am I coming from? Where did this come from? What was kind of the tipping point? Because I think usually it means that there's way more beneath the surface and hmm. um, stuff that's been building. But I think it, it comes back to just not being appreciated and encouraged. And at the end of it, I just realized, man, I've been holding all this in and feeling like no one's noticing, no one's caring. and. Yeah, just coming back to where am I getting my value from? And it takes it back to the Lord, too, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Nick, I'm thinking about our friends who love people that are threes that are not believers. Mm -hmm. Right? So they love some threes who don't yet know Jesus and don't Mm -hmm. know grace. Yeah. I think about a three that I love that's not uh, walking with the Lord, and he is super accomplished. Mm -hmm. And so his conversations with me are like, what do I not have that I need? I have everything that I need. Mm-hmm. Everything is working. Yeah. The question isn't how do we get threes yeah. saved? That's yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. The question is how do we how do we model or experience Jesus in front of threes in a way mm-hmm. that's attractive to someone who's so accomplished most of the time? Yeah.
3: I kind of think of it like this. I think of it as if you're always painting, if you're always painting, and you're like, man, look at this artwork I'm making, look at this artwork I'm making, look at this artwork I'm making. And no one has ever told you that. Listen, you're not who you are based on your artwork. You're really, you really have something to offer, even if you put the paintbrush down. Uh-huh. And so, what I think about in that is this friend of yours that's so accomplished. That's so accomplished. It's like, hey, man, what would you be like if you stopped? Like mm. what? Like what? Who are you if you're not holding the brush, mm. and you don't have artwork to show off? And that's a scary place. Mm-hmm. I mean, because then you have to ask yourself some hard. Qu- I mean me, I know I'm fully loved by Jesus, but to put the paintbrush down and to not have artwork to show people freaks me out, right? But in those places are where I'm more open to hearing the truth Mm. because I'm not too busy performing and painting so I can receive that truth. And so it's just that it's this challenge of, hey, take a step back for a week and not do. Mm-hmm. What does that mm-hmm. look like? Mm-hmm. Who are you being when you're not doing? Yeah. And um, I think if we can have those conversations and then give them permission mm-hmm. to not have to perform yeah. or pain or whatever, then I think they will see, man, okay, if I'm not doing something, I don't feel like enough, but yet here's this person, Jesus, who says, I love you full on, mm-hmm. yeah. which blows your mind, right? And so I think just who are you when you put the brush down?
0: Yeah. That's good. What do you yeah. think, Maris? What about for men or women who are threes? An interesting thing about Nashville is there are a lot of male pastors that mm-hmm. are threes mm-hmm. that I've met in this town. Doesn't mm-hmm. That's very anecdotal evidence. That's mm-hmm. not scientific evidence. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine in your job, you meet a variety of women who you mostly work with. Mm-hmm. And the threes that you meet may not necessarily be faith people as mm-hmm. of right now.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I I think it's definitely that same line of just who are you apart from your fill in the blank, your your role, your job, your accomplishments, your identity. You know, I think because I think that's just where we so naturally go is, hi, I'm Marissa and I do this. You know, mm-hmm. that's everyone's first question. What do you do? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You to to mm-hmm. That's one of the funniest things about on-site mm-hmm. is you're
2: not allowed to talk about what you do. Mm-hmm. That's so,
0: like the, you cannot talk about your job. So good. Even for a seven, that was, mm-hmm. wait, what? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I don't tell them what I do, what do I tell them? Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine for threes what it's like when you mm-hmm. don't get to yeah. say what you do.
2: So I've even liked, this is totally a tangent, but yeah, um, in social situations, you know, when you ever get to that point, just to say, like, how do you fill your days? You know, because I oh. think that that mm-hmm. opens up the conversation a little bit more than – and, I mean, we have a friend that didn't have a job for a while, and I remember even watching her, like, in that situation. People be like, what do you do? And her kind of be like, what? nothing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> right. And, you know, but instead of be like, how do you fill your days? And that mm-hmm. could be answered so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that could still fall into the trap of doing, but I feel like it could lead you a little bit more into being. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is mm-hmm. – how I've chosen to spend my days, but it's not who I am. Yeah. Um, a little bit more so. So I think that's the biggest thing with threes is we just identify so much with what we do, and that just equals our worth. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think that's
0: what's increased my mm-hmm. sympathy so much is mm-hmm. I realize that my faith friends who are threes mm-hmm. have the f- initial monologue of perform get gold stars and mm. they are also trying to fight their flesh mm. Mm. and so y'all just don't stop mm. and i just think i will also say to you something i've been thinking about is i feel like i publicly owe threes an apology <laughs> because i have been i have not been sympathetic toward threes because of my own pain and my own mm. experience you and didn't though, know i was a three so it's i didn't know you were a three that's right. <laughs> um, but so mm. I'm sorry for the ways mm. I haven't been sympathetic towards your number and towards mm. your personality type in this situation because of mm. my own experience. Mm. And I am growing so much in sympathy for threes and in mm. empathy toward threes where yeah. I go, man, what can I do? Yeah, mm-hmm. What can I do to help you not fight for a minute? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. One thing to add, um, just as a female three, and especially in becoming a new role as a mom the last couple of years I think it's been helpful to, I hear you saying, you know, mm-hmm. with your dad role, you still put it in the bucket of of the doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that. But on the flip side for me, well, it doesn't equal rest. Yeah, right, for sure. Right? <laughs> um, it has helped separate, I think, a little bit of the just trying to perform and achieve. There's, believe me, still times where I'm comparing yeah. my mom's status to yeah, all the you. Instagram people. Yeah. Please. But I've seen some really sweet times where I can just sit back and be like, you know what? I have nothing to do in this moment except sit here and be with my kids that we're not getting yeah. anything accomplished. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to put my phone in the other room. I'm going to yeah. not care. Man, so much you self-discipline. Know. Um, oh, girl. It is so <laughs> hard. <laughs> but I, I think that's been good. And especially on maternity leaves for a three. Oh, my gosh. My first maternity leave, I, I was like, I have all this time. What am I doing? I mm. felt so... Aimless and restless, and I started my blog back up. It'd been yeah. dormant for <laughs> years. Mm. <laughs> um, but this time around, having a little bit more wisdom and foresight coming into it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend these three months just being. Mm. And for the most part, I did. There's a couple times I'd post, you know, made some cookies during nap time. My friend was like, stop being a three. Um, <laughs> and you had took a meeting with me for <laughs> professional reasons. And then you're like, this is maternity leave. And I was like, Marissa, mm. I didn't realize you're still maternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, I'd say 90% of it. I really did just let myself be, which was such a gift. I mean, when else do you get to do that? So,
0: Man, what a gift for you to share that with us just because I imagine there are so many women and moms who, Mm. no matter their number, struggle with what Instagram says about being a mom Mm -hmm. and what good momming looks like. Mm. And for a three to tell us to put our phones down should be like the highest level of direction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that, yeah, yeah, that matters. So thank you for sharing that. How do you, and I also would say, you said this isn't necessarily rest, Mm. but I think it is the difference between finding rest and finding sleep. Right. This hasn't added sleep to your life. Right. But your soul has rested by having kids in ways that maybe Mm. some other people want to do that as well.
3: And what a a great reminder. Like my kids have taught me that I'm enough Mm -hmm. in ways Mm -hmm. that I never hoped or imagined. Like my youngest Nash, he's a little cray-cray, but I love him. <laughs> but like, his chief things he wants me to do is just to sit with him. How mm-hmm. old is he? Remind me. He's four. Okay, four. Like yeah. he doesn't, he not he doesn't want me. He doesn't want me to go do anything. He doesn't want me to make him laugh. Like he reminds me, like in the moment, I'm enough mm-hmm. only because I'm with him, right? Mm. And it's not because. I preach on the stage. Like, sometimes he forgets. He's like, oh, yeah, you talk on the stage. And I'm like, oh, son, that's what makes me awesome, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and for Nash's perspective, what makes me awesome is that I'm there. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's enough oh. for him. And so as you were talking to your kids, I'm like, man, they're – I have these three little reminders every single day. That it's not based on what I think I'm doing, yes. but the fact that I'm there and I'm willing just to be. Yeah. Um, and you literally got were. that title as soon mm, as they were born. You exactly. didn't do anything to earn I it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. And they and they love me selflessly. Like they, like I might be a total rumpus, you know, and just totally ruin it. And they're like, I forgive you, daddy. And you're like, oh, you love me. Right? <laughs> um, but they are just, I'm telling you, these little beacons of hope mm. that Jesus has placed in my life that goes hey Nick I'm just gonna remind you through the faith of this kid that you are enough and so it's just been as you were talking I was like oh
0: babies they're, they're great yeah. and tiring but great yeah. Um, but yeah how interesting a what a gift for threes mm-hmm. that children I mean it sounds like to both of you that there was a shift in you and mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. children came along and
4: mm-hmm.
2: towards mm-hmm.
0: yourself yeah. as much as anything it sounds like
2: yeah yeah. I think you. it's a priority shift and so it's just perspective shift and identity and all those things okay three start procreating (laughs) (laughs) okay marissa but you
0: and i were single together for a long time Mm -hmm. what do you say to the single people who want to procreate but aren't getting to but they need something that steps into their life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what kind of what can you invite into your life to help you find that rest if it's not kids right now
2: I mean, I found a lot of joy and purpose as a single person in pouring into my church and finding yeah. ways to um, really use my gifts, whether that was taking a team to Africa or um, loving you know, college girls or newly out-of-college girls yeah. and helping with community groups and all that kind of stuff. So I think um, just finding the people, because I think whether they're a four-year-old little mm-hmm. person you created or a 26-year-old girl in your church that you can mm-hmm. disciple, I think... Just being with those people that you've said, you know, I'm going to love you intentionally and Mm kind of put down the walls with, I Mm. think. Um, Mm. And I think there's something, too, in knowing that you're doing something through the church or through something that you're really passionate about like that, that Mm. it takes away some of the performance part of it. And it's still going to be there. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm always going to run from pain, yeah. no matter how healthy I get. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's not <laughs> going anywhere. But on the
0: continuum, yeah. it can be a little more clear. That's, yeah. that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Nick, to I would, men?
3: I would just echo, do something that you don't advertise. Mm. And what I mean is, if it's having a buddy at a school where you go and just once a week eat lunch with him, yeah, if it's good. discipling somebody, if it's... Oh. Helping somebody, or even like helping someone and not having to get credit for it. Like, hey, I gave you this idea, but you can have it. Like, I don't, I don't need anything in return. But doing something without having to advertise it is nourishment. Yeah, just
4: that's further on the pure spectrum. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, 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 it's not. No, I. I, It is. I
2: mean, I think because that that resonates. I think Mm -hmm. because as I was talking about my things, I'm like, yeah, but I still was getting recognition for those things. Like, here's Marissa, the girl that's Mm -hmm. taking everybody to Africa. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah put me on
3: stage and that's the temptation right, right. it's to do something good and pervert it so mm-hmm. you can get praise right mm-hmm. and but right. like doing and, and here's the thing that's hard yeah just, it's hard like yeah. when someone says well what did you do that you know like, oh, I just you know did all kinds of things and like when you don't because mm-hmm. I am so good at telling people how awesome I am yeah um and so just doing this just one of the things the Lord has been teaching me like Nick you don't have to tell everybody yeah. that you're doing what I've called you to do. Yeah. Like it's okay. Yeah. Um so I would just say that and anybody can do that. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, that's good. man, I remember, you, I'm sure you remember this when we came back from one of our Africa trips, we ended up really diving into a group of refugees here yeah. and loving on them and I mean, that was selfless and hard and good and for my 3 heart. I'm yeah. sure I'm yeah. looking back just seeing things like that that yeah just kind of yeah. diving into serving I think yeah. that's a good word mm. tell me um,
0: is there anything we didn't say about threes that you want to make sure we say
3: uh, I, think I think they gave them a full dose <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: of
2: all that that's, is that's that's a lot of threes I do want to say I, I think it's so funny I mm. mean leading up to this podcast I was like We have to be the best. How are we (laughs) going to be the best? Like, uh, you know, it's just so funny. My threeness was showing so much.
3: Well, mine too. Because I did more research. Like. Let me know everything about myself so I can be the best. I, I know I like
2: went back and reread chapter three, Yeah, I was like, mm. remind me who I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: listening to more podcasts about <laughs> yes. it. Be yeah. like, I gotta be prepared. Gotta get, <laughs> gotta get the ribbon.
0: Yeah, if it makes you feel better, no one else has said that they wanted to win, but everyone has felt a lot of pressure to prepare. Mm. I'm like, I just want you to talk about you. Yeah, it's not oh, that man. hard. But y'all did an incredible job. Thank wow. you for doing this. Y'all, are, thank you. Y'all are such us. models of. Mm. I will not put you, I will not I will gold star you in that. You are models of pursuing health, but I appreciate mm. that you didn't show up and act like and and model we've gotten there. Mm. You it's a journey you for both sure. showed up really mm. honest for us. And I mm. am really grateful that mm. will help so many people who yeah. are threes, but for those of us who love threes, yeah. it's mm. super helpful. So okay, but the last question we always ask. Okay. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what mm. you do for fun.
3: Go ahead.
2: Well, it's fun but it's also ra- I mean I think when I think of fun I th- I think right now because I'm so tired in this yeah. season of life what sounds fun is resting and yeah. um going to a beach that's like the most restful thing for okay. me is like mm. toes in the sand listen to the waves reading a book yeah no kid what beach 30A 30 30A 30 okay. We're going in the fall but with kids so it's not yeah, as it's much but it's the fall which is still restful yeah, yeah.
3: Mm, a okay, cabin in Colorado with a fire yeah. and it being chilly outside mm. and not having an agenda. Mm-hmm. Like just being mm-hmm. like, hey, if I want to sit in front of this fire all day, it's okay. Yeah. And come on in a good cup of coffee. I'm, I'm, oh, in. Yeah. I'm in on that.
0: Oh, yeah. You showed up with your eighth and roast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and Jenna immediately talked about what today's coffee <laughs> decision was. Are you that coffee of a guy?
3: I, I do like coffee. Okay. I do. I do. I'm, I'm working through know. it. Yeah. But yeah. I
0: do. Well, um, before you leave, we have a little gift for you. Richard Goff gave everybody a copy of the Ennea game. Come on. And so So you guys can go play it with your friends and family. So we want to make sure. Oh, look, Jenna even hands it to you, right? Theater of the mind, everyone. Jenna shows up with a copy of the game for everybody. So Mm. fun. So thank you guys for being on the show. We will win. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Well played. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh, don't you just love them? Don't you just love threes? I know, I know. Maybe you've had different experience for, with threes than I have, or maybe yours has been similar, but I'm just so thankful. Um, what continues to be true in this a Summer 2019 is that my compassion and my tenderness toward the other numbers just keeps growing as I hear from them and hear their hearts and hear where they are um, and what they're experiencing. So I hope that you will share this with some threes in your life that you love. If you are a three, just Pass this around to your friends and family and let them hear your experience. If you need anything else from me, you guys know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F Downs, F as in favorites, because today the threes are my favorite. So thankful for them. I'm thankful for what threes offer the world. I'm thankful for what these specific threes, Marissa and Nick, have offered in my life. But threes in general have challenged me to to work harder and to achieve more and to find um, the best option in what I want to do. And I'm so thankful for them. So if you need me, Annie F Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Okay. Now for my fun, Marissa and I are going to go to lunch. So you can't get any more fun than that after you do a conversation on a podcast to get to go eat lunch together. So I'm going to go out and do something that sounds fun to me. You do the same. We'll see you back here on Monday with our Enneagram fours. Y'all have a great weekend.